Hamas officials in Gaza have described the last 24 hours in fighting as the most difficult and intense since the start of the war with Israel. The Palestinian Territory's Health Ministry says more than 160 people have been killed, many in overnight Israeli airstrikes and street battles in the southern city of Han Yunus. It comes as tensions in the Middle East continue to rise overnight in uh, Iran has admitted carrying out a deadly attack in Pakistan. Pakistan's foreign ministry said two children were killed and three others were injured in a missile and drone attack which hit a village in the southwestern border province of Balochistan. Iranian state media say the strike targeted a sunny militant group in the province, but Pakistan called it a blatant breach of its sovereignty and it's recalled its ambassador to Iran. For more on these developments, we're joined by the BBC's security correspondent, Frank Gardner. Hi, Frank. Kia ora. Just starting, starting in uh, Gaza, the, the, the deadliest 24 hours in some time in this conflict. Is there something that has sparked this? Well, the Israelis would always say that it's when their forces have come under attack or they're meeting particular resistance. Um, I mean, residents in the area in the south of uh, the Gaza Strip, which is supposed to be one of the safer areas, reports seeing the night sky absolutely lighting up with flames, tanks just meters from a hospital. As far as the Israelis are concerned, they are stamping out a terrorist group. As far as most Palestinians are concerned, this has gone, in fact, not just Palestinians, but everybody in the region, everybody else says that the Israeli actions in the Gaza Strip have gone well beyond self-defense now. And in fact, those words were used by Joseph Burrell, uh, the EU foreign policy chief. Um, whatever restraint the US is asking for from the IDF, from the Israelis and their Israel Defense Force, it doesn't seem to be having any great effect. Um, the Israelis have said this is going to go on for as long as, as long as it takes, m- weeks, months, right into 2024. And of course, in the meantime, the death toll is just climbing uh, well beyond 20,000. It's over 24,000 now the majority of whom are civilians. And this is having reverberations right throughout the region. It is encouraging extremist groups. It's absolutely empowering radical, hostile, anti-Western groups, um, most of which I think would be considered in most Western countries, or some of them would be considered pretty much bordering on terrorism. Uh, Only a few hours ago, the U.S. has redesignated the Houthis to be a foreign terrorist uh, or to be a form of terrorism, a terrorist group, which is going to make it that much more complicated getting aid into the country. Can you tell us more about Iran's involvement with the Houthi rebels? What What is their involvement? Right. So Iran doesn't control the Houthi rebels, just as it doesn't control Hezbollah in Lebanon, nor Hamas in Gaza. But it's got very close links. There is no way that the Houthis, who are a a uh, fairly obscure mountain tribal group from the far north of Yemen, there's no way that they would have been able to build up the kind of arsenal they've got of missile, ballistic missiles, cruise missiles, drones, and so on, without Iranian help, both materially and in terms of training ta- tactics, techniques, and procedures. And there are persistent reports that a number of Houthi personnel have received training in Iran at its naval base on the Caspian Sea in how to carry out attacks at sea. So the Houthis have been able to punch well above their their weight in the sense that a group that, frankly, two months ago, almost none of the rest of the world had heard of, are able to threaten 
shipping in a really vital shipping lane right down at the bottom of the Red Sea. So in other words, the shortcut for all shipping passing to and from the Mediterranean and the Indian Ocean. Um, they say they're only targeting Israeli shipping, but the fact is that they've hit a number of ships or tried to hit them, which are nothing to do with Israel. And even if it was, the US and plenty of other countries, including the UK, uh, are saying, well, we can't have this group just deciding who goes coast past this bit of coast. So that's why the US and UK, backed by a number of countries, including Australia, have um, have carried out airstrikes on Houthi positions so far with not much effect. The Houthis are carrying on firing at ships. The uh, Iran has claimed responsibility for a strike uh, in Pakistan. Why have they carried this out, and what does that say about the spread of conflict in the region? So Iran in the last few days has carried out three long-range missile strikes in as many days. So they've hit targets in Syria, in Iraqi Kurdistan, and now in Pakistan. So to answer your question, the one in Pakistan, they are targeting a group that ironically is actually prescribed as a terrorist group by both the US and Iran. It's a group called Jaish al-Adl, meaning the Army of Justice. And it's a Balochistan, it's a Sunni uh, as opposed to Shia. So the two big divisions within Islam, Iran is predominantly Shia, and the rest of most of the rest of the Middle East, uh, the Arab world, um, is, is Sunni. Um, Iranians, of course, not Arabs. But this group um, down in Sistan, Balochistan, right down on the Pakistan border, Iran says that they are a, uh, they were planning and carrying out terrorist attacks, and they hit a, um, not necessarily a base, but a target belonging to them just inside the Pakistani border. This has caused a diplomatic row with um, a furious protest from Pakistan. Iran says, we weren't targeting anybody, any Pakistani nationals, only these people, um, but nevertheless, um, Pakistan has withdrawn its ambassador to Tehran, and has refused to allow the Iranian ambassador to return to his post in Islamabad. And only hours before this strike, um, the, the foreign ministers of the two countries had been meeting on the fringes of Davos, of the um, World Economic Forum. So normally they get on pretty well, but Iran is really kind of flexing its muscles. Um, the other strikes it's done in Syria was a long-range ballistic missile strike on a base of, um, of a jihadist group that it blames for carrying out a, a, a huge atrocity a couple of weeks ago in Iran in a place called Kerman, where two suicide bombers detonated their explosives, their vests, and killed over 80 people at the shrine of an Iranian Revolutionary Guards commander, Qasem Soleimani. And the other one was targeting a, a tar well, location in northern Iraq, in Iraqi Kurdistan, which the Iranians say was an Israeli spy base. Iraq denies that, and there was no comment from Israel. Complicated oh, picture. Absolutely. Thank you so much for your time, Frank. That is Frank Gardner, the BBC's security correspondent. It is quarter to eight.